Checking out Stockholm 2026. Hello from Around the Rings headquarters in Atlanta. I'm Ed Hula. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Around the Rings Radio. Last week at this time, Stockholm 2026 was in the midst of an inspection visit by the IOC Evaluation Commission. The Swedish capital is one of two cities bidding for the Winter Olympics of 2026, Milan, Cortina, Italy, the other contender. Along with the IOC Brigade, a small contingent of international reporters traveled along to check out this bid from Stockholm. Among them, our intrepid Brian Pinelli, who has returned since then to his home base in Prague, Czech Republic. We're speaking to Brian Pinelli, who's back in his hometown of Prague, Czech Republic, after a, a bracing trip to Sweden, Stockholm, and the venues that they're using for the 2026 bid. Brian, thanks for joining us today and for getting through Stockholm last week. How was it like? What was your overall impression of the visit? Hey, Ed, good to talk to you as always. Uh, Just returned from Sweden uh, a couple hours ago. And uh, yeah, great to get out uh, with, with the IOC Evaluation Commission and see some of the proposed venues for 2026 uh, for four clusters, you know, they're, they're talking about doing four Olympic villages, which I believe is unprecedented in Winter Olympic uh, bidding history. That's because they're, they're spread apart. They're not a half hour away or something like that. They're quite distant apart from each other, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and maybe there is some concern. Will this have the same type of Olympic feel if, you know, Sweden should win this, this bid in June? Um, but that's okay. You know, uh, you speak to Christoph Duby, you speak to Octavian Moriar, uh, the IOC head of uh, the Evaluation Commission, and they're okay with it. They said, you know, under the auspices of Agenda 2020 and, you know, some of the changes and flexibility that the IOC has adapted, uh, you know, no problem. But Ori is 600 kilometers away. It's an hour flight. It's an 80-minute drive after that from Stockholm. Uh, Falun, which is uh, known for its Nordic ski events for many, many decades. That's a three-hour drive from Stockholm. You know, it, it takes time to get there. And also, you know, unprecedented Winter Olympic history, as you know, the bobsleigh lose skeleton track uh, across the other side of the Baltic Sea in Sogoda, Latvia. But, you know, why why build a sliding track when, when you can save dollars and use a pre-existing track? Or I should say save Swedish kroner, Ed. That's the way. Well, the IOC has said they don't want to see any more new sliding tracks built unless it's absolutely necessary, given the number of them that remain in the world and the lack of use that many of them get. Did you get to go to the to the sliding track? Uh, we didn't get to take the boat to Sogolda, unfortunately, and uh, uh, ni- neither did the IOC group. And, you know, Richard Brizzy is uh, pretty interesting, who's, who's the CEO of the Stockholm 2026 bid. He's also the president of the Volvo uh, Ocean Race. So he was kidding around saying, uh, you know, he likes boats and <laughs> he'll be taking the boat from from Stockholm to, uh, you know, uh, to to uh, Segolda, Latvia, should Sweden win the bid. But no, that wasn't part of, uh, of the of the six day agenda, maybe because of the distance, maybe because of the time. But, you know, everything began with uh, an overnight trip up there to Ori, where uh, last month, obviously, they had the FIS Alpine World Champs. You know, nice mountain, absolutely capable, obviously, of holding world-class ski events. Um, you know, they proved that last February. However, it's just it's just a cold mountain. There's no way around it. 
Um, you know, trails can be icy, um, but at the same time, it you know, it kind of has the charm of Lillehammer. So uh, if the IOC wants to go back to a nice, charming winter sports town, uh, you know, like Lillehammer in 94, then, then Ori in Stockholm probably is the place. But uh, just, you know, be warm, dress warm. Yeah, how cold was it? Well, the one day on the mountain uh, when, when the IOC inspection team went up, I believe this was uh, Tuesday afternoon. It was about, you know, minus seven, minus eight, halfway up the mountain. But the wind was whipping. And, you know, when that wind whips, a nice sunny day, it must have been about, you know, minus 20, I'm guessing, wind chill. Uh, the main gondola and one of the other lifts to the top of the mountain were, were closed because of the high winds. Um you know, last week, uh, last month, when they had the World Championships, wins were were not a heavy factor. They they didn't have to cancel races, but you know, nevertheless, it is a mountain, despite its uh, you know lore of of hosting alpine races that uh you know can can see some pretty brutal conditions at times. What what is the al- al- altitude, the, the 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 top of the peak? How high is that mountain? Uh, you know, plenty enough to to hold a a, a legitimate downhill. Obviously, they have as they have. Uh, you know, definitely nothing compared to the Alps. I mean, they're, you know, they're, I don't want to say hills, but they're small mountains, uh, plenty of vertical, and, uh, you know, definitely adequate to uh, to host a World Cup Alpine and Olympic ski races. Uh, you who seem to have been born with skis on their feet can't resist the urge to go skiing in all these places. Did you get to ski at all in Stockholm on this visit? Well, as you know, Ed, this this was a work trip, so there wasn't too much time for skiing. But yeah, I did manage to to make a few turns. I actually had always wanted to ski Ari, and and for you know a couple of various reasons, never did make it up there. So uh, you know, went up uh, with a guide and, and got to see some of the trails and slopes. And there were some junior racers training giant slalom. And you know, again, as mentioned, the, the wind was whipping. Uh, you know, not a place you kind of want to stand around too much. But, you know, nevertheless, uh, life goes on, and these junior racers were, were battling the conditions, the wind, and, um, you know, they were, they were making it happen. But I will say from the top of this mountain, it is absolutely beautiful. You look out in the distance at Lake Ori, you know, you see the little village below. I believe they built their first tram back in 1910. So it has the atmosphere, it has the charm, it has the slopes, it has the capability. Again, it's, uh, you know, it's just the cold weather, so be ready for it. We're talking to Around the Rings, Brian Pinelli, about his trip to Stockholm and a visit to the venues, the plans for the 2026 Olympic bid there. Um, What was the atmosphere like, the mood overall, when you were about these different venues? Did you get to run into people and talk to folks? It'd be affected by the Olympics. You know, I, I would say it was very low key, very low key, unassuming, like the the Swedes like to say. Uh, you know, we go about our business. Uh, we we did get out the the first day into the 1912 Olympic Stadium. Obviously, when when Stockholm hosted the Summer Games way back when, um, you know, there was a, a snowy track around the stadium. I don't know if it was uh, uh, just because we and the IOC were there. But nevertheless, there, there were some, you know, athletes or recreational skiers, I should say, you know, training. And, and, and one did come up to me and, and some of my colleagues and ask, you know, well, what's, the, what, what's the action about here? And just kind of explain to him. And uh, he seemed kind of undecided. He wasn't necessarily against the Winter Games or wasn't 100% for. But he continued on his way skiing and, you know, seemed content. 
you know, I will say, though, when, when you get to some of the other venues uh, like Hammerby Bakken, which is a small ski resort just out of downtown Stockholm, uh, we did see some young kids up on the hill. But uh, again, the wind was whisp- uh, whipping. You know, temperatures were, were definitely chilly. Some snow was coming down. So, um, you know, those who were out and about were, were, were definitely braving the elements. And what kind of, what, 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 what will be Stockholm, the city of Stockholm's role in hosting the 2026 Olympics if they get the Games? Well, obviously, you know, it will be the heart of the heart of the games where, you know, naturally, as we've seen in years past, you'll you'll have your men's and women's hockey, uh, obviously figure skating, uh, short track. They do need to build three venues in and around uh, Stockholm, uh, Gubangen, which is already in the works, which will host curling. Um, uh, Bankarby will have speed skating. So they do need to build uh, a brand new 400 meter speed skating track which they say will have a legacy and, you know, is, is needed in Stockholm and, and will be used. And then lastly, and, and this is kind of an interesting one, uh, Hamra is also in the works. They'll have Nordic skiing there, and it's only about 20 minutes from Stockholm. So obviously the advantage of that is to, um, you know, great proximity to Stockholm. But I got kind of got the feeling that those up in Falun, you know, which is three hours away, they've had four Nordic championships you know, great history in, in ski jumping and Nordic skiing. And it's also the national training center for uh, for the Swedish team. They will not have cross country. So, you know, the organizers of the bid, uh, Richard Brezius and Gunilla Lindbergh say, nope, you know, this was our decision to, to build a new venue, but it's going to get overwhelming use, uh, you know, by citizens, some of whom train for the Vassalopet, the very famous, I believe, 90 kilometer, you know, ski race in northern Sweden. And so with, you know, so many Stockholm residents competing in this race, they said that this new venue, uh, Hamra, will, will, will be used, um, you know, every day. How about the IOC team making this trip, the Evaluation Commission, led by Octavian Marariu, who is the uh, IOC member from, um, from Romania? What, what uh, this is his first high-level assignment with the IOC. How did he do? Did you get to interact with him very much during this trip? Yeah, I, I asked him, uh, you know, on the first day about his uh, uh, winter sports background and knowledge. And, uh, you know, they're confident that he had a good team and, you know, based upon uh, uh, background can can deliver a potentially deliver a games that, you know, he stressed will be uh, reliable or I should say the bid will be reliable. Uh, it'll be a great legacy. And, you know, first and foremost, this is a nation that is winter sports crazy, whether it be obviously Sweden's great hockey teams over the years. They won the gold in 2006 over Finland, obviously their long tradition of alpine and Nordic skiers. So, you know, that that was one of the big uh, the, the big uh, exclamation points in, in this in this bid process that, hey, you know, this is a winter sports country that has never hosted the winter games. And, you know, whether it's Ganila or Richard Brezius or, you know, others, the mayor of Stockholm saying, you know, that the time is right for, for Sweden to host a winter game. So, you know, good, good to speak to Octavian. Uh, I think he was, you know, a little bit careful with what he said, as is probably the job of um any bid leader with an evaluation commission, you know, no, don't cause any trouble or anything controversial. What was interesting, though, Ed, I did ask him at the end, I said, what were some of the questions that um, the commission has posed to Stockholm 2026? Didn't know if I'd get, uh, you know, a very insightful answer, but he did say they still want to know um, how engaged 
the citizens of Stockholm how much they actually know. And, and number two, he said, um, we're, we're still a little bit curious about this bid plan to have four Olympic villages. He said, well, you know, we need to know more about this. How much press attention did this visit get? Was, were, was Swedish media following the, the group around? Uh, there were some, but to be honest, Ed, thought maybe there might be a stronger uh, presence from the Swedish media, uh, about four international journalists. There was a, a TV crew from, from RAI, from, from Italy, uh, one or two other Italian journalists. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if they had done some things separately from us, but, you know, we, we were not with a, a large contingent of, of Swedish journalists on, on this trip. As opposed to some other trips we've done in the past, I, I'm thinking Korea and their campaign for Pyeongchang. Uh, well, I guess we'd have sometimes several dozen, maybe upwards <laughs> of a hundred reporters covering the IOC Evaluation Commission visit. This was four days, five days, longer than other trips have been. Um, any particular explanation or reason behind that that you can see? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm taking a guess here, perhaps the distance. I mean, to go up to Ori, you know, obviously we're in pretty quick, uh, in and out pretty quick. But, you know, nevertheless, I mean, basically that was a two-day trip just to get to Ari. You know, you, you take this one-hour flight, and as mentioned, and then it's, it's, a, it's a scenic, but it's a lengthy two-lane road drive-in uh, drive to Ori, probably about 80 minutes or so. Um, you know, by the time you get back to Stockholm, it was, it was Tuesday night. Um, the, the media group pretty much mirrored what the ILC group uh, was seeing and, and taking in. So, you know, perhaps the distances – um, and, and also to mention, you know, the final two days with, with the final closing forum was kind of cool that the media was allowed to sit in. Yeah, tell us about that. That is a, 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 a new, new part of the Evaluation Commission process. It's a forum between the, the, the bid team and the IOC, other people involved as well? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we were allowed to sit in for two hours and hear speeches, I believe, from about 12 representatives of Stockholm 2026, uh, including their, their female mayor, who gave a very personal, uh, you know, somewhat emotional speech talking again about Sweden's winter sports passion. She said this morning before she came to deliver the presentation, her six-year-old boy had his hockey equipment ready to go to practice and the hockey bag was was even bigger than him um you know so, so she was great uh other members of stockholm 2026 and uh you know it was nice obviously to have the opportunity for the media to sit in at this point uh the ioc evaluation commission we're, we're pretty much just listening to the presentations as were we but um yeah it was it was it was a nice aspect of the trip and uh um, on the on the final day, kind of uh, yeah, a nice way to end things. What do you think is the uh, weak point of the bid? What do they have to overcome in in terms of doubts? Sure, I, you know I, I think it's this the the four spread out clusters. I mean, other journalists said, will the athletes in each of the four clusters, even though obviously they are proposing four Olympic villages. Will they completely, you know, uh, feel feel the Olympic spirit at these games, or will it feel more like, uh, you know, a ski jumping uh, World Cup event for those in Falun or, you know, the Alpine skiers in Ori? I mean, you know, it's even interesting with this venue in Hammarbybacken where they want to have parallel slalom and the team event, uh, two events that some of the top skiers have 
you know, missed in the past, at least at world championships. So I guess the question is, are top alpine skiers that are busy in Ori, and, you know, I haven't looked at the exact dates or they haven't been determined, are they going to want to make this uh, two-hour trip to go back to Stockholm to ski in one, you know, maybe two events? So I guess it's just the great distances. I mean, Segolda, it's cool. The Latvians seem, uh, you know, seem passionate. There was a representative from from their government, from their sports ministry, attending the meetings as well. And uh, they say, you know, Latvia is a very enthusiastic partner. But I guess it's, uh, you know, not every day when we see an Olympic Games with with events being held in uh, other countries than the, you know, than the primary host country. And that would be a first, I believe, if it happens here with Stockholm. It's been proposed before, but maybe not delivered yet. Yeah. And, you know, we should mention, Ed, one, one last thing. Uh, at, at the end of the presentation, uh, uh, Octavian and the uh, Evaluation Commission and obviously Stockholm 26 and Richard Breezius, they released figures of a, a recent poll conducted by the IOC. And uh, they surveyed about, I believe it was about 4,500 residents of Sweden, about 600 from Stockholm. And they, they're saying right now that 55% are in favor of this bid, 17% are against and 28% are uncertain. And Richard Breezy has said for Sweden, where people tend to be cautious, tend to be reluctant, um, you know, like to debate things, according to Richard, he said that's a, that's a very good number. All right. And the most impressive aspect of the bid, what, what will really maybe knock you out or you think will be most noticeable? Hmm, that's a good question, Ed. I would say you know, I guess depends on how you look at it. You could say the venues are spread out or you could say it's a very creative bit, you know, taking advantage of uh, existing venues and, you know, locations that have plenty of winter sports experience. And uh, I guess for the, for the intrepid, uh, you know, attendees or intrepid journalists, hey, there's an opportunity to go to four very distinct and, and different locations. You know, if you uh, have the patience, you have the time, you have the will, um, you know, I, I think that's kind of cool. And I think lastly, coming back down to it, which has been stressed the whole time, in addition to the reliability and the legacy of the bid, is once again that Sweden has never hosted a Winter Games. And, and just a little quick uh, trivia for you, Ed. Sweden was the host of seven Nordic Games between 1901 and 1926. I don't know if everyone realizes this. Uh, organized by Victor Balk, one of the five original IOC members, of course, from Sweden. And even, uh, you know, Kuberten gave a lot of credit to the Nordic Games for his, uh, you know, for his initiation of the first Olympic Winter Games there in, in Chamonix, 1924. So the winter sports history is, you know, undoubtedly there in Sweden. And, uh, yeah, finally, uh, just to mention about the, the bid team from Stockholm 2026, Richard Bresius, the uh, CEO, um, a good leader, good figurehead for the, uh, for the team. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, again, as mentioned, uh, you know, having been president a long time of of um, the the Volvo uh, World World uh, Yacht Race, and um, you know, just seemed very easygoing, but but confident, and uh, enjoyed enjoyed some of my conversations with Richard. And uh, you know, Ganilla's passionate. She told me uh, I've been in Ganilla Lindbergh. We're talking about here, the IOC member in Sweden, who helped was the uh, the the coordination commission chair for. Chang. Now she's on the other side of the table, so to speak. 
yeah, she told me that seemed a little bit strange for her, but you know, nevertheless, a, a new calling, a new mission. And she said, you know, I've been involved in about 25 Olympic games and obviously uh, never won in Sweden. So uh, she said, winter sports are in our DNA and it would be very, very special for, for Ganila to, uh, you know, witness and obviously be closely involved with uh, uh, a winter games there in her native country. Now, Stockholm is over. April 1st begins the visit of the commission to Milan and Cortina, where you will be following them as well. Well, what are we expecting out of Milan? It's the same same rough schedule as you will were in uh, in in Stockholm, about a four or five day visit, right? Yeah, look, looking forward to that. Uh, you know, I, I will say it was it was interesting with the Swedes. Very nice. We got a you know five six day schedule of every dinner and every lunch and every venue and everything else we would see. And our, our Italian friends have warmly welcomed us as well. And they basically said, just show up in Venice on the first day and we'll take care of you after that. So I guess, uh, you know, two different, uh, two different cultures, uh, to say the least, vying for these winter games. I'm sure the Italians will be quite accommodating once you reach the, the bid point there. Absolutely. Look forward to covering that as well, Ed. And, uh, yeah, should should be interesting to see uh, again how these how these bids uh, stock up stock up moving forward to uh, the IOC vote there in late June in Lausanne. Well, bon voyage, good travels to you, Brian. Thanks a lot for your observations on uh, your visit to Stockholm, and we look forward to hearing from you in Milan. Tusentak, Ed. Tusentak. Uh, the same to you all day long. <laughs> <laughs> Around the Rings correspondent Brian Pinelli. Is just back from a week-long visit to Stockholm for the 2026 Winter Olympic bid from Sweden. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Around the Rings Radio. I'm Ed Hula. For 25 years, your best source of news about the Olympics is AroundTheRings.com.